0: every team every topic everywhere this is
1: believe hello everybody and welcome back to walk on radio brought to you by the bleed podcast network the number one podcast for professionals and uh we're still doing it on the audio we got some kinks to work out but the great thing is we're back and on the phone we have ryan Humphreys. ryan how you doing
0: Don, what's up, man? It is so good to be back. Uh, it's been too long. Uh, a little bit of a no football off-season hiatus, but uh, football is near. If, if Walk On Radio is back, that means that, that football is officially close.
1: So the first thing we need to discuss is how are you doing? What has been uh, the life like? Of course, this is your probably your first summer in a long time where you haven't really had to do anything so kind of talk to me how your summer's going what you've been up to and, and give the people an update on your life
0: well Dalton, my summer is going good uh as you know i'm 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 working uh i work for a I work for a government software company uh so that that kind of sounds fancy um but uh, it's going good uh, i'm playing a lot of golf uh i certainly miss Football. I love seeing the pictures of everybody during workouts. Uh, I'm one of the weird ones that I actually enjoyed summer workouts quite a bit, Uh, and so I'm I'm missing that. But I'm actually going to be down in Huntsville here in a couple weeks, so I'm excited to uh, excited to see you
1: guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. Of course, we're all going to celebrate and have a good time. Uh, On the other hand, for me. You know, I love the game, and I appreciate everything about it, but one thing I don't enjoy is summer workouts. It's definitely a grind. <laughs> we, uh, we've we been putting in a lot of work. We just finished summer one. We've transitioned to summer two. The last little couple weeks until we get in the training camp, and, man, it's been tough. You know how hot it gets in Huntsville. People know how hot it gets. It's been up to 106. We've had 105. And so it's been it's been a rough one, but I'm telling you, this team – it's looking good. We're gelling together. Uh, we're having a great time. We're getting stronger and faster. Coach Parker and Coach Keon have been doing such a good job. And also Coach Haley with uh getting everything together in terms of strength and conditioning. And so I'm excited for this team, man. We uh we're gonna have a fun season, of course, kicking it off with A and M. And so we're getting ready. We I think we're down to what, a, a month and a and a couple weeks until we play A and M, so going to be exciting I can't wait to be a part of it I can't wait to have you watch it and be there for us but uh that's a little update on on college football and Sam Houston so we might as well get into it Hump. so the first thing I want to talk about and it's kind of this new developing thing that we've noticed and, and this has happened this has happened for a while but now it's kind of becoming a real deal is this conference alignment in FBS and college football and it seems like the truth is coming out that we're going to have some mega conferences. So, Hump, kind of talk about what's going on and also your opinion on it. Do you think this is good for college football or this is a, could be a step backwards?
0: Listen, Dalton, If, if uh, what I want to say about all that is if you have been following Walk on Radio for the last two years, you would know that I have been saying that this would happen uh, long before it ever did um i i i credited myself to saying that alabama texas georgia lsu those guys would play for a different national championship than smu sam houston texas state appalachian state james madison and that is coming to that is coming to fruition uh we are getting like you said these mega conferences uh and that's you know, you call it what you want, but I think we're going to wake up one day, and the SEC is going to have 20 teams in it. Big Ten, Big Ten's going to have 20 teams in it, and that's that's it. Whether you like it or not, here it comes. Uh, and I, you know, and I'll go ahead and answer your other question. I don't think it's good for college football. I think that this is truly the beginning of the end uh, of of college college athletics as we know it. Uh, I think that I think that there's just a whole a whole lot of things that have have progressed that, but uh, to me, it's just it's just barely a step lower than professional sports.
1: So I don't. And you're gonna have to kind of help me out and fill me in. Uh, are the only ones that are official right now? Is it USC and UCLA to the Big Ten? Is that official? And are there any others that? Because we're hearing rumors and we're hearing, you know, the the schools are going to the conference and, and pitching the idea, but. Are, what's set in stone and what right now are rumors
0: yeah well I know that UCLA and USC are definitely set in stone to go to the Big Ten but uh, you, you know I've heard stuff with Oregon I've heard stuff with both Arizonas uh, I, I've heard Stanford in the mix I just I really think that well and I've even heard I've even heard the, the Big 12 and the Pac-10 or Pac-12 uh, used to be Pac-10 um I've even heard that there's a there's a possible merger between the between those. Uh, and so I just I don't think that we are I don't think that we're at the end of this. Uh, I really think that there are changes coming uh, but it, it's funny that this really you say what you want, but this really all started uh, a year ago when Texas and OU decided they were going to move to the SEC.
1: Well, I was reading something, and of course, it's from Twitter, so you never really know what's true or not. But uh, allegedly, Texas wanted to turn down the SEC offer, but ESPN threatened, because they have the Longhorn Network, that they were going to sue the University of Texas with loss of revenue, saying if they don't go to the SEC. So it kind of turned into a deal where Texas was almost forced to go in the SEC so it's just – it's insane of all this business, the, the how college football is turning into a business. But as we've talked about it in plenty of episodes before, the more success that college football is getting, whether it's from, from TV sales or advertisements, all that kind of things, it's going to turn into a professional style of football, which we're seeing. So, Hum, going back to USC and UCLA being the one that's set in stone, the crazy thing about it is them moving to the, the Big Ten is – they're the only team on the West Coast. You got those two, and then everybody else is kind of closer together. So do you think that's a disadvantage to UCA, or USC and UCLA? Or do you think them moving into the Big Ten, even if it's a long travel for them, uh, it's going to be something where they can walk in and dominate? Because also we're going to see the USC and UCLA jumping into some big man ball. You got teams that, you know, like to have heavy formations, like to run the ball and and USC and UCLA aren't really like that. So what are your thoughts of them moving the big 10? And do you think they're going to shine or is it going to take, you know, quite a while to adjust? Uh,
0: yes. So I think, (laughs) I think about, uh, I saw this post and I know that you're going to get a kick out of it, but, uh, it was UCLA and, and USC, and they were like, boy, what are they going to think when Iowa uh, lines up in uh, double double tied-in fullback sets? Uh, I mean, that's, that's stuff that they've never seen before. That's, that is ground-and-pound old-school football. Um, so that's funny. But, man, the travel thing, uh, obviously, you know, it's a disadvantage when they have to go all the way across the country to Rutgers. Uh, but it's also a disadvantage when those schools have to go all the way out to California. Um, and so I actually read, what was it? Oh, okay. So, you know, how obviously we know as college football players that we don't fly with our equipment. Okay. The equipment actually goes on a bus. It's too heavy. Uh, so imagine that, imagine that equipment, uh, trailer from California, from los angeles all the way across the country to new jersey uh, where rutgers is at i think it's like 40 hour drives I mean, i've mean, i never
1: even heard of that yeah i mean the guy whoever's driving that truck they're probably they're gonna get i, I hope a definite pay raise uh in terms of having to make that drive but it's just and, and we know as players too that travel is is not fun especially when it's long distance we've we've had a bus ride to UCA that was what 7 or 8 hours and and of course USC and UCLA they're probably going to fly to these places but still you get jet lag and it's not fun and they're going to have to make that travel almost every other week so uh I don't I don't know how I feel about it I think uh I think USC and UCLA are going to be a little bit out of their element especially like I said with uh and what you said with Iowa and those those big boy teams just running the ball on them, but you know if it's a good business opportunity, it's a good business opportunity. Um, so my next question for you, Hump, is how how is this going to affect your lower ranked FBS teams? Which is which is now Sam Houston, which is now James Madison, and teams like Texas State, teams in the Sun Belt Conference USA, the MAC. Do you think that because of because of course with this super conferences, they're going to start taking all the best teams in each conference? So what about the guys that are left behind? Are they just going to kind of split off and do their own thing? Or are they going to bump down the FCS? And, and then a follow-up to that is how is this going to affect the FCS? Because they were already considered, you know, Division I, AA. But now with the Super Conferences, then you have your smaller conferences, FCS is almost turning into a, a Division Two type of atmosphere. So what do you think it's going to do to both of those sides of the game?
0: uh-huh yeah man I, I really think that it goes back to uh, you know and i'm sure there's a million different ways that this could be split up but i really think eventually we are going to the sbs is going to break up into two categories uh I, I think that you could see fcs cease to exist i think you split that you know the the upper epsilon of of the fcs in terms of money they go up and then the the bottom half in terms of money, they go down. And so then, you know, I don't, the problem is, is forget division one, division two, division three, FCS, forget all that. It's all about money. Uh, And so you, you know, the Texas, the, the Bama's, the, the Florida's, the Georgia's, that is, I mean, those are professional, those are professional athletic programs. I mean, dude, look at, look at their facilities. I promise you, I promise you that, Texas A and M has better athletic facilities than a lot of NFL teams. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been I've been all over the country and I've seen a lot of professional sports, everything. Uh, and these colleges have more resources in in some ways, and so it's just it, it's just absurd. Uh, and I don't think so. To answer your question, what do the lower level FBS schools do well I think they do their own thing uh because it's going to get to where they they can't compete or they won't even get a chance to compete um I just you know to me the days of oh man the days of the coastal Carolinas and the BYUs and the 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 Boise States I, I think I think that that is I think that that's gone as far as competing at the the very very top. Um, it's just it's an arms race, and I don't know. I just don't see a scenario where Sam Houston can compete with Texas. Uh, it's, I mean, but but having said that, Sam Houston will absolutely be able to compete with UTEP or, or UTSA or, or Texas State. A- absolutely, that transition is going to be you know in a couple years we're gonna think wow like Sam Houston is is a really good mid-major program but it it doesn't matter what happens between now and then it's just not realistic to ever to ever strive to get to to A&M and Texas's level
1: and then finally uh the last thing with uh, alignments and conferences is do you think that with these super conferences, we will have better competition in terms of playoffs. Do you think, with having more teams, it brings in more competition and we might have a different look in the playoffs? Or even if everything goes down, we're still going to have, you know, Clemson versus Georgia versus Alabama. Or do you think we're finally going to see some teams that maybe didn't really get that chance or didn't really compete well, going to be able to join a mega conference and, and perform and do something? Or, like I said, is it going to be your same teams making it and probably same teams winning?
0: Well, I'm not going to say that the same teams aren't going to win um, the national championship in a playoff format because, you know, everyone everyone cries and moans because they want a playoff uh, so that other teams have a chance. Well, the FCS does it and North Dakota State wins every year. Uh, and so the best teams, the best teams will win. Uh, they will win when it matters. But 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 we will see a day where the FBS or the upper F- FBS, whatever you want to call it, uh, in this hypothetical conversation that we're having, we will see a day where these conferences have their own, you know, actual playoff model, more than four teams. Uh, there, there's there's too much money. There's too much money being left on the table by not doing it. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's like we've talked about. It's it's such a common misconception that you know, oh, the the why did the NCAA you know force there to be a playoffs? Uh, you know, they'd make so much money. NCAA makes no money from the college playoffs. Not one dive goes to the NCAA. It goes to these the Power Five conferences um, and the other conferences competing in the college football playoffs. So I think that there's too much money being left on the table to not expand the playoffs because, you, I mean, you tell me, is, is if there was a bigger playoffs, would that enhance the watching experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. And I think, too, where it comes down to as well is, you know, we're seeing all these bowls is because the bowls are where NCAA can make some money. Well, if you want to do that, you can still keep – you know, each game in the playoffs can be named after a different company if that's if that's how they want to do it. But like well, like we've talked about plenty of times before in different episodes, having a bigger playoff will just bring in more revenue, I think, because you get a lot more interesting games. And let's say there is an underdog team, it's going to bring in a lot because, you know, at the end of the day, Alabama still is still probably going to win the national championship, so why not expand it and give these other teams a chance to try to compete and you never know what you can get. You might get a team like, like Notre Dame that gets blown out, but if Notre Dame's going to make it in the playoffs every year and still get blown out with four, let's just expand it and see we'll see what can happen.
0: But, and yeah, and also you talk about Alabama winning it every year, and you're probably right, but you cannot sit here and tell me whether you like them or not. The Texas Longhorns and the, and the Texas A&M Aggies and Notre Dame, and, those get, and Michigan, I'm, I'm just trying to think of teams that have Enormous fan bases That don't win The national championship You cannot sit here And tell me That those Type programs Are not perfect For
1: college football As far as a As far as a money I'm just talking Money
0: And revenue And and fandom I mean, it's just a game changer when you can when you can involve those programs.
1: Yeah, and another school that you know right now might not have the best winning record, but Nebraska, a team Nebraska, that Nebraska great sells example. out their stadium every every game because Florida look, State. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's plenty of examples like that. And, and, and if you expand, if you expand what they're already doing, then you're going, you're, you're increasing the likelihood that those teams are involved. So you're increasing the likelihood that there can be more money made. I mean, it's to me, it's a
1: no-brainer. Yeah, and something that you always say, which is such a good point, is the thing that's different about a football championship rather than a basketball or a baseball is it's one game. You get one chance, you can win or lose it. Uh-huh. We saw in the season when A&M beat Alabama that if that was a playoff game, all it took was one game. Now, all of a sudden, the Texas A&M Aggies have upset Alabama. They move on. And they're on a Cinderella run. So all it takes is really one game to change how the playoffs look. And I just think that's that's going to be more exciting. It's going to bring in more revenue. And, and hopefully they'll figure it out and pull the switch. Maybe with the super conferences we'll see something like that. Or, or like you said, it might just be the SEC goes off and does their own thing and everybody else. We don't know. And, and that's the interesting thing is that as we move on, we're going to see more and more changes because things are happening in college football.
0: Hey, for the time being, though, under the current format, I'm sure excited to uh, wear my national championship ring at whatever bowl Steve Houston plays at whenever we become eligible.
1: Yeah, that's it's going to be really exciting. Uh, so my first my first retirement year, if I end up staying uh, this whole time, my first retirement year will be their first bowl eligible, and hopefully we can make a bowl, but. That'll be really exciting being the me and you, you know, guys that were on the team that was transitioning. Now we get to see them hopefully compete in a bowl. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be weird being being a, a not-football player. I know you're going to experience that in the fall, but I'm excited. It's uh, it's definitely something that, you know, you've talked about. The thing that you're most excited for is you can finally be a fan. You finally get to sit down and, and uh, just like in the COVID year, you get to watch everything. You get to enjoy football again, so... It's going to be fun wearing our gear, watching them in whatever bowl they get, and hopefully maybe. Well,
0: hey, I'll, I'll tell you, you talk about being a being a fan or, or being an alumni or whatever. So in my line of business, um, I uh, I travel a lot, uh, and, I, and right now my, my territory is northeast Texas and, and the entire state of Arkansas. Uh, and of course, when I go on the road, I wear my ring. Uh, and dude, you would—I mean, you're not going to be shock because because you you get it too when you wear it. But man, everyone asks me what it is. What 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 what, what is that ring? I mean, that that, that is huge. What is that? What you win? What what you know? What school is that? Blah blah blah. What sport? And uh, and every single time, I freaking love it. It never ever ever gets old.
1: Yeah, it's a great feeling, and and especially when you know it's coming eventually. We haven't got our our WAC championship ring, but you know when you're feeling a real special occasion and you can rock both rings you'll definitely have some bling on your hand your hand's going to get heavy but hump the next topic i want to kind of dive into and this is something that we've touched on in plenty of episodes but it's slowly growing and growing more and that is nil uh paying athletes it's a thing it's happening but it seems we're getting to a point where it's now and it was it was like this before we took our break but it's growing more and more that it's just getting a little bit too much. We're starting to see we're starting to see some million dollar deals and we're starting to see that some college players are getting paid more than NFL athletes and we're getting into a a thing where recruiting is turning into how much more can you pay than other schools so hump Kind of talk to me about the NIL. I know your opinion on it, but kind of reiterate how you feel about it. And, and if you disagree with it, do you would you rather get rid of it? Or are there any different changes you would make to help this NIL deal and, and college athletes?
0: Man, it's, it's just such a slippery slope because on one side of the coin, I cannot find a good reason uh, that, you know... Bryce Young should not get paid for his autographs. Okay. I can't, I cannot tell you that that doesn't make complete sense and it's totally fair. What I can tell you is that I, I do not think that B. John Robinson, star running back for the Texas Longhorns, I do not think he should be given a Lamborghini. I mean, that, <laughs> that's that. Golly, man. I mean, it's get crazy. Uh, and it's, the problem is is you've got whatever John Doe gets paid five hundred thousand dollars by you know Johnson's donut company and it's and it's they, they don't do they don't bring any value to the company other than well the okay thats that that's really what my problem is it's designed to actually advertise for the, these companies. But what's happening is these colleges are just getting together what's called a collective. And in that collective, they're just saying, hey, if, uh, you know, if y'all star quarterback says that he uh, he likes our coffee mugs, we'll throw in blah, 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 blah. And that's just, man, we, we've got to, if we're going to have this extreme nil, I mean, just an extreme is, is almost – is almost too light of a word, but if we're going to have this, we, we've got to have some regulations.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the big problem for me is, you know, originally NIL was supposed to be you get paid as much as you give back. And so, you know, if B. John Robinson is going to get a free Lamborghini, I mean, he needs to be doing commercials. He needs to be going to to different sites and signing autographs. He needs to be giving back to what he's doing he shouldn't just be getting paid to be a football player i think that's what it's turning into is you know and this comes with schools that have good alumni their alumni is just paying these guys to just be a football player but in return they're not having to do anything back and it's starting to affect a lot of things including recruiting we're seeing did you i don't know if you saw that video but texas a&m they're on a visit and one of their guys said Uh, You know, it was something in the ways of a lot of these guys and these stands are going to pay you a lot of money. And so (laughs) it's just starting to turn into where, you know, your pitch is well, well, we have the best fan base that's going to give you a lot of money. And we talked about how it kind of ruins the way the game is. But like we've said with the business aspect of it, it's becoming a business now. But it's definitely going to be a hit for the small schools that can't pay as much as others. But uh, it, it's there definitely needs to be some regulations, but I don't know what they could do where schools still can't find a loophole around it. There's always going to be a way that they can get around it and get you know your five-star and four-star recruits that you really need.
0: Well, the true problem is that. Things like this were already happening under the table and now you've you've come out and said that it's perfectly okay. So I I can't I can't imagine the lengths that that these programs would go to.
1: Yeah, and it's so interesting watching and listening to the former players that now that it's okay, they they come out and say, like Johnny Manziel, he was getting paid to sign footballs and, and Reggie Bush had all of his deals and i've seen p- plenty of players that talked about getting paid and so it's just a uh, and of course it's been going on for so long like you said but now that it's public and it's okay it's just a weird deal and i i don't know i don't know how i feel about it cuz i don't want to get rid of it like you said like of course we should athletes should get paid but to what extent should there be maybe a cap you can only get you know if it if it's an items it has to equal a certain amount or if it's money you have a maximum that you can get, maybe, but I still feel like there there'll be ways that people will be able to turn around and 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 find loopholes in it
0: yeah no i mean no doubt i'm totally uh I'm totally with you
1: yeah so n i l we're we're gonna keep talking about that as uh rules develop, i know. For my my final project in the spring to graduate, I had to do a project on NIL, and it was a law class, and it's just so interesting researching it because right now they're even discussing ways to change it and and fix it, but we never know. Just like with the conferences, it's something that we're going to have to just follow along and dive into, but NIL is growing, conferences are growing, but football is coming back. Hump, getting ready for the fall season in FBS, are there any teams... That you've been watching, because of course we've been watching recruitment, we've been watching transfer portal, so things are happening everywhere. Are there any teams that have caught your eye just in terms of maybe their spring practice, maybe their transfer portal, maybe their recruiting, that teams that are going to surprise or be a lot better than they were last year? Oh man I don't
0: want to give up too much because I'm uh, thinking that our next two episodes it's that time of year we're going to have our NFL predictions episode and our college football predictions episode uh, but you know I do love my Longhorns um, and, and I think they've, they've really done a lot obviously they bring in last year's number one overall player in uh, Quinn, Quinn years they bring in this year's number one overall player in Arch Manning that was a Big deal the last couple of weeks, and so you know you got it. You got to look out for them. And I know I know that's the same story that that we're we've always heard. Uh, but if I had to pick another team that I think, golly, they, they're sure making some waves. It's got to be USC. Um, uh, I mean, you get half of the you get
1: half of OU's team to go over there. Uh,
0: you know, you get uh, what's I can't think of his name, but you get the you get the uh, the receiver from Pittsburgh uh, that, that that won the the Belitnikoff Award, you getting him to transfer to USC, you've you got Lincoln Riley over there. you, you got to figure that they're probably going to have a really good year.
1: And then one more question, because like you said, we're going to save this, but you know, I always like asking about your boy, Bo Nix in Oregon. Do you think, it's, <laughs> is it a success or is it a fail?
0: No, I, uh, man, golly, Bo, the, the curse of Bo Nix and my Oregon Ducks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Success, Dalton. I'm gonna go. Success. I, I think that if there's one team that can compete with USC in the Pac-12 this year, it will be
1: Oregon. Yeah, I know. Now that the your beloved Ducks are led by your your curse and one of your biggest rivals, <laughs> you're gonna have to start cheering for them so That's next up funny. let's uh let's roll into some nfl talk uh just some quick stuff going on let's talk about any any news that have caught your attention of course the most recent is baker mayfield to the carolina panthers hump what are your thoughts oh is this going to work out
0: well um i you know props to baker uh i'm happy that he got out of cleveland i think that that, that whole situation was really handled poorly uh, we can talk about that another time. But I think Baker walks into a situation that, you know, Carolina's probably not as good of a team as, as Cleveland could have been. But uh, I think he's got weapons. He's got Chris McCaffrey. He's got D.J. Moore. Uh, and, and I think that he will be the day-one starter.
1: And then going back to the Browns, we've always kind of kept people up with Deshaun Watson and what's going on. So, Hump, can you give him a little update on his situation? Is he going to play this season? Is he going to be banned? What What's going on with Deshaun Watson?
0: Well, I, uh, I will say this. I will say that there is less than a 0% chance uh, that he doesn't serve some suspension uh, in, in, in some form or fashion this season. There's no shot that that happens. Um, I would, if I had to bet... Um, uh, I would say that he gets suspended for the full season uh I do not think he will suit up this year
1: yeah i'm I'm leaning towards that too. It's just with all the allegations it makes it hard and it'll be a bad look on the n f l and you know like they like to save face, and so I just can't see him playing um next thing hump, kind of similar to college football uh not a lot going on with the n f l there their schedules are definitely different than college football, but we saw a little bit of training camp. I think they're off now. They're probably getting some workouts in. But any team that you got your eye on before, just a little preview for until we do the the actual preview episode. But any teams that have your excitement or a team that could shock the nation?
0: Yeah, man. I think uh, I think without giving anything away, I think the AFC is loaded. And I think the NFC is pretty wide open. Uh, I think I think there's five or six teams that can get out of the get out of the NFC, and I think there's nine or ten teams that can get out of the AFC. Uh, and so I, I and, and I'll say this: I think our I think my my Cowboys and your Packers are one of those teams in the NFC.
1: Yeah, we're definitely a good place. I don't know if you saw, but Aaron Rodgers got his first tattoo and. It's, uh, oh,
0: I saw that. It was definitely interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a he's a little, well. Also, uh, apparently, and I can't. I, I saw some dirt sheets on this, but his new girlfriend is a is a witch, and uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know if she. That re- sounds
0: about Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's getting real hippie. But hey, if you're gonna keep winning MVPs and throwing touchdowns, you can do whatever you want, my friend. You have my. I have your don't, back. You don't, have mine. Don't.
0: Dude, I got I got to mention it on the podcast. I told you, and I, you're gonna hate me forever. I know it, but I will be attending the Cowboys and Packers game at Lambeau Field this mm. November.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, a little upset, you know. You're you're a hardworking man, so I know you know money's not a problem for you anymore. You you got your own adult money. So I'll be expecting a ticket soon. Uh, We'll make it happen. I'll be there. So don't worry, people. We will be vlogging it together.
0: I can assure you I'm not making uh, buy Dalton a random ticket in November money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the last thing we need to talk about before we end this episode is just kind of the state of walk-on radio and and what our plan is going forward. Uh, We'd like to apologize. Before we left, we did say we were going to come back gonna have a new look and new style but unfortunately with hump working and me and summer workouts we've been really busy and so we're finding out the kinks and we're still working on it but we're gonna have it so hump just kind of talk about what the plan is for walk- on radio going on the rest of the summer and then coming into the fall well we're getting into that time of year that's
0: uh, you know college football predictions we've got conference predictions we've got national championship we've got awards same with NFL divisions conference. Me and Dalton love those type of episodes. They're great debates. And and what what my, you know, one of my favorite episodes is, it's almost fantasy football season. Uh, I've got my, you know, I talked about, I'm coming out with like a little kind of a fantasy football guide and a, and a rankings. Uh, that's going to be for sale here pretty soon. Um, August is, is definitely the, the big month for fantasy football. So we'll have that episode as well. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's, as far as i'm concerned we're going to work on we're going to work on our new look uh we're we're hoping to get video to you guys asap uh and and then from there it's going to be our weekly episodes and and pick them and and all that jazz just just what walk on radio nation loves to hear
1: so yeah so we just wanted to you know check back in and and get a quick episode going Uh, we love we miss talking to y'all we miss coming back and doing episodes so hump any last words before we finish out this episode and, and move on with the rest of summer?
0: No, man, it's, it's good to be back. Uh, Dalton and I talk pretty regularly. Um, like I said, I'll be back in Huntsville here in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm ready to see Dalton's sweet and smiling face uh i know he's he's doing great things uh for summer workouts i'm doing great i'm happy in, in silver springs back back where i'm from working hard um but life's good man And i'm glad that walk on radio is
1: back so of course uh check back up check back up with us on twitter on instagram listen to us on apple podcast spotify anywhere and of course we will see you next time